Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. Radio with Rashida and Robert. It's October 25th, 2015, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And I am joined here at the helm by my brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Steele. Sifu Bob, how you doing tonight, man? Not too bad, not too bad. I've got a couple things for you, though, tonight. Uh, hey, that? did you hear about the new boy band? Did you hear about the new boy band? No, I haven't. They, they, call, they, they call themselves 999 megabytes. The problem is they've never they've never had a gig. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, where do you get these jokes? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, la- so la- last night my daughter went to homecoming, her last homecoming in high school since she's a senior. Oh well, yeah, friend, it's that a time. A friend of hers. Oh yeah, always oh, ignite. A friend of hers father is a professional photographer so all the girl all these girls all their dates and everybody met at this one person's house and there was like mm-hmm. 40 or 50 kids there right right well family time comes they're almost ready to leave it's getting late and somebody yells at me and says bob come on family picture let's go one of the kids one of the daughters i said okay mm-hmm. i go over there my wife and my daughter are standing over there i go to get next to my daughter she pushes me away and says, you're not invited yet. I went, what? What? I was like, you know, I did bring you into this world. I can't take you out. Yeah, and somebody else said, hey, Bob, come on. You know what I mean? And th- I mean, and then I guess she wanted a picture just with her mother, and then we got a group shot. Wow. But the way, the way it came out made me want to put my hand right around her throat. And... So we pull up to the school to drop her off, though. And she says, Dad, pull up further, pull up further. I can't get out of here. And I said, why not? And she said something stupid to me, like, because my boyfriend's right there. Oh, so so, so basically the, so basically, the boyfriend's going to think something less of her because she she either came out of a car and did not just, like, land like Superman in the middle of the street like most teenage girls do, right? That's right. <laughs> No, you know no. The I mean? fact is, she doesn't have a boyfriend. She just wants to get me. Jeez. She's never had a boyfriend. Wow. I, I looked at her and said, oh, "Okay, here's your here's your message for him. I want you to go over there and you tell him right to his face. Tell him my father says he's not afraid to go back to prison." Yeah. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. You know, one of these <laughs> one of these days. You can say something like, you know, don't let me, you know, whenever she says something weird, just kind of go, oh, okay, well, then I guess you won't need the car. (laughs) Exactly. Now she's got her license and now she's insured. Yeah. You want a car? (laughs) Really? 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 Guess what? (laughs) I still control the insurance on that car. You know, that's that's what it's told to me. (laughs) Yeah. And the keys. 
That was what's told to me. I, I control the car. You didn't buy the car. I bought the car. And if you do anything stupid with the car, then the car's gonna the car's gonna sit here. <laughs> and I'm That's like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry, Bob. You know, hopefully the whole <laughs> teenage thing will 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 pass. Hopefully. Yeah, right about the time she's 35. Or married. <laughs> but, you know, guess what? You get to tell the fiancé all about it. <laughs> oh, and I will. And I will pull out the pictures. Mm-hmm. And, oh, exactly. see this Facebook picture? Oh, and, and they're all on Facebook for posterity, by the way. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, keep tuned in, folks. Uh, stay on the stay. Stay tuned because uh, later on at about 6.30, we're going to be talking about the mind-body-spirit connection in the martial arts, about, you know, what the importance is as far as the mind-body-spirit connection and how it applies to the martial arts and other subjects such as is spirituality, quote-unquote, really necessary in martial arts or not. Um, and even the definition of spirituality, it, it differs from person to person. What exactly is a mind-body connection? Well, we're going to address all that a little bit later, and uh, hopefully later we'll also be joined by Sensei Wayne Riley, who will be giving a little bit of his take um, on those subjects. So if you want to call in and join the conversation, give us a call, 347-677-0699, and we'll start the discussion at around 630. All right, let's get moving along. Who do we have for birthdays on your end, Sifu Bob? Birthdays. We have author and good friend of the show, Kathy Chapati. Her birthday's on the 27th. Uh, Nicole Craner, her birthday's on the 28th. Stephen Lambert, his birthday also on the 20th. An old-time friend of mine. We were studying Jeet Kune Do in the early 90s together. Birthdays on the 29th. Uh, guy who hired me for a job a couple of years ago. His birthday's on the 30th. Brandon Butler and Campo Master and Neil Harden. His birthday is on Halloween. Oh, right on. Very cool. So I don't have any on my end. So for everyone out there having a birthday the week of October 25th through Halloween the 31st, the song's for you. I wanna wanna wish you a happy birthday. announcements so what kind of announcements do you have on your end there 
Uh, I don't have any this week. Oh, okay. Okay. Other, other than, any. and you never tell, you, but you never tell something about yourself. It's really starting to piss me off, too, by the way. You never say <laughs> okay, well, the good shit you're doing unless I happen to mention it on the air and put you on the spot where you have to. Oh, <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> you know, it's weird because it's kind of like, you know, when I'm here at home, it's like I look, I look at it like I'm talking to my buddy Bob from thousands of miles away. What have you been doing, buddy? You know, and I look at it like, oh, you know, what's what's been going on? And I just completely forget, hey, what's going on on my end? Well, lately, lately, let's let's get with the big announcement first, right? <laughs> lately, um, I have been working hand in hand with Sivu Bob here with trying to get a special, exclusive one night screening of the new movie, The Martial Arts Kid, to appear here, right here in Seattle, at the uh, Regal Thornton Place 14 uh, Stadium and IMAX. And uh, so far we've sold, I forgot how many tickets we've sold. I think we've only sold like, what, 11 or something like that? We need 68 more tickets sold here in Seattle to be able to make this screening happen. And here's why. Here's why. I'm going through a company called Tug.com. I'm working with them. And uh, there's a certain ticket threshold that we have to meet in order for the costs to be met to to make the screening go through, right? So um, our ticket threshold was 84. And uh, now we have 68 more tickets that we have to sell. Now, let me explain this to everybody. If you... Um, buy a ticket through the link that I've posted on Facebook on all our pages, the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page, and and Bob's posted it on his page under uh, his page, Robert Deal. I've posted it under both of my pages, Restita De Jesus and Restita R. De Jesus, as well as my school's Facebook page. Um, if you go to that link and buy tickets, <clears throat> you can buy as many as you want, of course. Um, your credit card won't be charged until the ticket threshold is met. So the second that we go to 84 tickets, boom, then your credit card will be charged. So, you know, it could be another like a couple weeks or a week and a half until uh, your credit card will be charged if we meet the ticket threshold. Now, if we don't meet the ticket threshold, um, all the purchases are going to be refunded back to the original purchaser. So you don't have to worry about lost money or anything like that. But, you know, I ask all of my buddies out there that own martial arts schools or are interested in martial arts here in Seattle, go see this movie. It's really good. It's kind of like a modern, a lot of people have been describing it as a modern take on the original Karate Kid series. Well, in a way it is, because it's about bullying and how a teen uses martial arts philosophy to overcome the bullying in his life and stuff. But there's no wax on, wax off type of stuff. And there's, you know, there's, it's, 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 it's done in a way that resonates with today's kids. So um, I think it would be really great, uh, a really great family movie and will provide a lot of uh, schools um, and martial arts schools. So both educational institutions and martial arts schools with great. Um, discussion fodder so that way people can discuss the aspects of bullying as well as the philosophies of martial arts so go see it 
Um, I don't recommend this movie for kids that are under like five years old because they're just not going to understand it. Right. Because there's a little love story in it, and you know, and all that other kind of stuff. So um, <clears throat> and sometimes very young kids won't understand the correlation between, you know, the philosophy and the and, you know, following it and stuff like that. So, you know, eight and above, I guess, would be good. So wouldn't you think, Bob? That would be eight, real good. Eight years old. And take, yeah. take it from a guy who's seen the movie four times. <laughs> and it really hasn't even been released to the public yet. I've seen it in North Hollywood, <laughs> downtown L.A., uh, Burbank, and in uh, Westwood. Oh, wow, yeah. For some reason, I thought you only saw it three times. But, yeah, you're right. It, it's four. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, go see it, folks. Um, Seattle people, you know, come on down. It'll be at the – it'll be in Northgate at the um, Regal Thornton Place 14 um, Stadium and IMAX right there in the middle of Northgate. So, you know, go out there. Yeah, it's just a little bit of a drive, but it's going to be one night only, folks. One night. And I've been trying to get it shown here in Seattle ever since we heard this movie was being in production. And when we heard that, you know, it was probably going to be playing at selected places. And I'm like, I want it in Seattle. I want this in Seattle. So I've been working my butt off and so has Sifu Bob. So, you know, support the movie. Um, It's produced by... Uh, James Wilson and a host of other great associate producers directed by Michael Baumgarten. Um, Lots of great martial arts names that star in this movie. We've got Don the Dragon Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, who play Aunt Cindy and Uncle Glenn. Uh, We've got uh, TJ Storm, who plays a uh, uh, another martial arts studio owner. Uh, But I'm not going to go into detail as far as, you know, what kind of character he plays Um, and just all sorts of other cool stuff. So uh, Sifu Bobson, you've seen it like so many times. Who are some of the other uh, people starring in this movie? We've got Jason Penetier. Who else do we got? Let's see. Matthew Ziff. Lorraine Ziff, his mother. Uh, uh, I think we've got some siblings or cousins in there of the Ziff family. Because their last name Ziff and they play extras. Uh, who else? Uh, Inga. Uh, Inga Van Arden. Van, oh, thank you, Inga Van Arden. Uh, Chuck Zito. Oh uh, yeah! Wow. Jeff Bear. Uh, let's see. Ewer Chins in the movie. He's also producing it. Uh, hey, your buddy Billy Smith is in there too. Yeah, isn't your buddy Billy Smith in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very careful. Oh, and our Marcos Taylor, uh, a previous guest on our show. Um, yeah, and fact, remember, like, oh, yeah. remember meeting him? Yeah. Big, big dude. At Dragon My Fest. Hand disappeared in- yeah. yeah, we met him at Dragon Fest, and uh, a lot of the uh, cast members were guests on our show. Um, speaking of which, Tara Cardinal. Um, yes. Yeah, so a lot, of, a lot of great people and a lot of great um, martial arts talent that played as extras. So, you know, go see it. Um, you know, we can't, uh, we can't uh, recommend this movie enough because, um, because of the message that it portrays. And, you know, I think it's about time we had another uh, message like that in a, in a martial arts movie. So, cause what, when did, is, the, yeah, huh. when did the, uh, when did the second, not the second karate, not karate kid two from, you know, the Ralph Macchio days, but when did the, uh, the, uh, the the newest Karate Kid movie come out with Jaden Smith and Jackie what, Chan. About, that was at least seven years ago, years? right? Five years. Yeah, okay, something five like years. that, yeah. 
five years. Yeah. It hasn't been that long, but I think it's time, you know, and uh, this is independently produced, you guys. So, you know, please, you know, uh, support independent filmmaking. So anyway, that's that's our plug. Yes. <laughs> that's our yes. plug and, and that's You know, it's very doing. important that we get this shown because my plane ticket is not refundable. <laughs> yeah, my buddy Bob, bless his heart, bought a plane ticket to join me on this. And so did Sifu Clark Tang. They're both going to be flying up from California for this. And my first thought was, oh, my God, what if I don't t- sell the ticket threshold? And, <laughs> and then Bob goes, well, it looks like you're going to have to show me and Sifu Clark a really good time in Seattle. And I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. You know, <laughs> I wish you hadn't quite worded it like that. When I was saying it, it sounded bad. And when you said that that way, it just sounded worse. <laughs> oh, it's, dude! I don't think if you wouldn't have said anything, <laughs> no one would have. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Everyone bad. out there listening, call in and raise your hand if you thought exactly what Sifu Bob thought. <laughs> Okay, let's. Someone press one. Let's find out who this is. <laughs> Eric, Tony Collins. Tony Collins. I bet you did. <laughs> Area code seven hundred four. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? Hey, Dynamic oh. Dojo. This is Pat McDaniel. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, Patrick. <laughs> hey, oh. hey, Tony. How you doing over there, man? Uh, oh wait, is that Tony? Doing well, man. man. Doing well. Yeah, on, I thought I saw Tony Collins' name. I... Yeah, we'll yep, find out. Uh, area code 417, is that Tony? <laughs> that is me. Yeah, All right, yeah okay. I, was on, I was online, and I saw Tony Collins commented that he was on, so I wanted oh, okay. to come on. I, yeah, we met each other in Hollywood, so, yeah, Tony, Tony's a cool guy, man. I like him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, not to get out here, of all the noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome that you guys, like, called in, because, you know, since you guys are here, you guys can join us for the rest of the rest of the thing. Uh, yeah, it'll be kind of cool. Very cool. And then uh, <laughs> later on, we'll be talking uh, a little bit more about the mind-body-spirit connection and how it applies mm-hmm. to uh, arts. It'll be really cool. All right. right. <laughs> let's <sighs> let's uh, get moving. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> she was. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold it, hold it, hold it. How is it? I'm no matter where I am, this time I'm on the other side of the side of the coast, I get blamed for something. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, no matter what picture you're in, no matter how you I, look in that picture, you never look innocent. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> Hey, you hey, Bob. You, you know something. what, Bob? You said it best. You said it best, uh, best a few weeks ago. You said that you are the real deal. So we got to blame it on the real deal. <laughs> yeah, right. we got to blame it on the real deal. That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> well, with that, well, with that said, let's move on. Let's move on to the health news. <laughs> All right. I actually have a great NPR audio uh, article about how diet supplements are sending people to the hospital. So, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen this. I I, I used to see it a lot in, like, Black Belt magazine and, like, the little ads in the back, right, you know, Uh, little bottles of take this and your energy, blah, 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 you know, all the way from, like, you know, Viagra to, to, you know, 
this vitamin mixed vitamin supplement that's guaranteed to make sure you've got like energy for this or that or the other. And, um, but you know, this kind of stuff is sending people to the hospital. So let's hear about it. And this is straight from NPR. Tens of thousands of Americans are rushed to emergency rooms every year after taking dietary supplements. That's according to the first study to calculate the risks posed by these products nationally. NPR's health correspondent, Rob Stein, has the details. Dietary supplements are wildly popular in the United States, and Andrew Geller of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says people use them for all sorts of health reasons. Dietary supplements include a wide range of products from folate to fish oil, echinacea to energy supplement pills. But there's a big difference between these products and other things people take for their health. In contrast to pharmaceutical drugs, which have to have demonstrated benefits, dietary supplements do not have to have specific benefits demonstrated before they can be sold. In other words, they don't have to prove they work, and they don't have to prove something else, whether they're safe. So Geller and his colleagues decided to try to find out. They analyzed data from 63 emergency rooms from 2004 to 2013. They report what they found in this week's New England Journal of Medicine. We calculate that every year, dietary supplements cause more than 23,000 emergency room visits and more than 2,000 hospitalizations. Often, it's people in their 20s and 30s who are taking supplements to lose weight or get extra energy. They end up in the ER with heart problems like dangerously irregular heartbeats or chest pain. Geller says it's hard to know which products are causing problems or why. We don't have information about what's contained in these products, and oftentimes multiple active ingredients are combined into a single product. And similarly named products can have very different active ingredients. So for all those reasons, it can be hard for consumers, clinicians, and public health agencies to determine which, if any, of the specific active ingredients cause the observed effects. Keller says part of the problem is children getting into products purchased by an adult in their house. And some of the cases involve something that can happen with regular medications, older people choking on the pills. Critics of the dietary supplement industry say the new research is long overdue. This is the most important study that's been published on supplements in the last 20 years. It's a tremendously important study. Peter Cohen studies supplements at Harvard Medical School. What this study does is find entirely flawed the underlying premise that supplements are safe. Cohen says the study shows that supplements need to be tracked much more closely so the FDA can identify and remove dangerous products from the market sooner. But the companies that make supplements disagree. They say the new research actually shows how safe the products are. Duffy Mackay is with the Council for Responsible Nutrition, which represents the dietary supplements industry. If you put it in context that over 150 million Americans take dietary supplements each year, we have far less than one-tenth of one percent of supplement users will visit the ER. Mackay argues the study overestimates the dangers by including products that aren't even supplements. And, Mackay says, any problems could be minimized by doing things like keeping supplements away from children and educating people about how to use them more carefully. Rob Stein, NPR News. All right. Well, can you imagine that? 20, what did, what did he say? 23,000 hospital visits a year just from, wow. just from, isn't that crazy? You know, and, yeah, and the, you know, the FDA. Well, yeah, exactly, right? Because, you know, well, I mean, if, if they're the not American required. Country. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's it's sad that, you know, people, you know, think that 
that there's like a magic pill for losing weight, you know, and I think you know, I'll bet that most of those hospital visits are based on those supplements that are guaranteed to make you lose 20 pounds or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. Just absolutely nuts. Well, anyway. Yeah. So but that's Rusty, What's that? The, the people that take those pills and think it'll ma- magically dissolve weight can't spell NPR. Yeah. Uh, Here's one for you. Pick up a five hour energy one time and look at the amount of vitamins and stuff that is in that. It will drive you insane. When something has 400 times the RDA of any given vitamin, I'm sorry, it can't be good for you. And people just down that stuff like it's candy. And then they take supplements on top of it and you're going, what? Right. What, 400 times the, the recommended daily? Wow. Yeah, 400 like, times the recommended daily like, allowance of certain vitamins, like vitamin B12, vitamin C. I was going to say. I'm serious. Pick it up and read it. Pick it I'm up serious, and read cause it. It's because like, that's where you're getting your energy from is, is from overdosing on that stuff. Right, exactly. That's crazy. So now I'm curious. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm Googling what happens if you overdose on B12. Um, it says here, vitamin B12 is undoubtedly important for your body, which it is. Cause I remember when I injured my back and had a lot of nerve, uh, nerve pain, um, I was told to take only one vitamin B supplement every day to help my nerves regenerate. Right. But, uh, but the overdose effects, um, is your risk of getting cancer. This vitamin helps in stimulating the process of cell division, which explains why my neurologist said just take one every day and don't worry that your pee smells like B12. It's just going to help your help your spine, you know, your nerves regenerate, right? Um, how, however, because it's, it's uh, stimulating the process of cell division, it doesn't, however, distinguish between the harmful and useful cells. So therefore, Correct. vitamin vitamin B12 prompts the growth and multiplication of even cancerous cells. Um, and if Awful, you're undergoing, uh, oh, I, I don't even know how to say this. It's pernicious. Per, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this means. P e r n i c i o u s. Pernicious. Pernicious. Pernicious anemia. And yeah, we'll just say anemia. An overdose of this vitamin can lead to leukemia. Yeah. And if you're consuming a diet that is high in concentration of cholesterol along with different animal proteins, you stand a very high chance of getting cancer of the esophagus and the stomach. So this is a five-hour energy drink junk that has all this yeah. in it, right? That's crazy. Well, it's also red. Uh, it's also all of the stuff like Red Bull, Monster, all of those. Right. They all have a humongous vitamin count in them. Add the caffeine, add the taurine, and all the other mm-hmm. things that end in I N E like that, which are stimulants. And mm-hmm. you have a a massive amount of your body no longer having to work to allow itself to go at full bore. So just like that anything is. else, when you do that. What happens is your body starts backing off on all that stuff, and then pretty mm-hmm. soon your body's not producing it right. And you're wondering why all of a sudden when you get off of that, you not only have the shakes, but you start gaining weight. Oh. Right. Yeah. Right. So hear that, folks. There is no magic pill. There is no magic potion. Just work. Get to the gym. Do your thing. Whatever. 
You know, if you want to lose weight, you know, that's how to do it. If you want to go to sleep, you know, I don't know, read War and Peace or something. You, know, you don't need to take you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, you know what? You know what, you guys, what, what's, uh, to start from the root, it's the mindset that uh, people are growing into now. You know, they're growing right. into a mindset where uh, the hard work that they know it requires for you to uh, discipline yourself, to eat properly, to even exercise. They're in a mindset mm-hmm. where they want to cheat and cut corners, you know, yeah. and that's the way for them to cut corners. You know, no one wants to go to, to the gym or the dojo and do what it takes to just work hard and keep yourself in shape, even eat right, you know, because you have to shop right. differently, you know, and exactly. it's so easy, so easy to just get fast food and a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and, you know, you have to shop differently if you want to eat right. So the mindset exactly. is, is terrible now, you know. So, hey. Yeah, and I think that's why there's so many personal train. What personal trainers are making a killing now is because exactly. you know, exactly. you know, a lot of people need someone else to give them that motivation to be healthy. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? It's, that's exactly it's sad, right. and they but, you actually know, look for the they look for the personal trainer. They look for them. You're exactly right. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, it was one. It was once said many, many, many years ago uh, by <laughs> one of the country, not this country, but another country's leader. And you got and, and listen to this. You may know who it was. He said, mm-hmm. "How lucky are rulers that men don't think." You know, so they want, <laughs> they want us to do stuff for them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. That's hilarious. Let's, uh, let's bring on. I think this is Sensei Wayne Riley. Let's let's bring up his mic and see if this is him. Area code nine three seven. Is this Sensei Wayne? Yes, it is. How's it going, guys? Hey, how's right. it going? Right on. Thanks for joining. We are, now that we're all here, we get to join uh, me and uh, Bob with the rest of this segment, and then we'll get into our subject a little bit later about the mind-body-spirit connection and how it applies to the martial arts. But until then, let's move to Bob's Weird News. News. What do we got for weird news there, buddy? Oh, boy, do we have weird news, dude. Uh, okay. Get this. An Oregon man arrested Thursday after he broke into a Portland home, stripped naked, crawled <laughs> into a bed with a couple who, who, who lived there, and kissed the man who turned out to have a girlfriend. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. He, he had a what? He had a what? He had a gun. Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. You big dummy. Yeah. <laughs> he could have lost his franken beans really quick. <laughs> franken beans. I got to take this. I got to take a shot. My wife's <laughs> shot at work. I'll get some with her. Come on, <laughs> Wow. Apparently she went to bed with a cast iron skillet or something, and he just figured escalade. Oh. I'm so, wow. So, I'm, so, I'm still dying over Frank and beans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. oh, yeah. He okay. was held on $310,000 bail in the county jail, <laughs> pending arraignment on Friday. 
on charges of first and second degree burglary, first degree sex abuse, and unlawful use of a weapon. <laughs> 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 wide open there, Bob. That, that one is wide open. Oh my God, Bob. Wait, wait. I need to get photo. I have to see it. Oh my God. I think I wet my... <laughs> which, which weapon are we talking about? I don't have to hit the gym anymore. I can slap myself in the abs. <laughs> Alleged incidents. 
Oh my God! <laughs> Big dummy. Again. <laughs> again, again, again with this. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> the investigation began after a judge unsealed depositions in a civil case filed by a Pennsylvania woman that, according to CBS affiliate in Philadelphia. Uh, and there's more. Another woman now claims Cosby assaulted her during the 2004 10 relays by grabbing her in a vice-like grip and rubbing against her. She says oh, she's immediately, she immediately complained, but the event officials blew her off. That's what you, you know, get when you're, when you're one of the wealthiest people on the planet. Tony! <laughs> I didn't do it, woman. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I was wondering who was laughing there. Okay. <clears throat> okay. See, you know. Okay, uh, get it together. Okay. Now. <laughs> get it together. What I don't understand, though, is is that why the event officials ignored her complaints. And number two, I mean, come on. Bill Cosby, come on. <laughs> get Bill. But that answers your question. That's why she refused. That's why the officials blew her off. He's Bill Cosby. At one time, he was making $144 million a year. Would you shut up? I think I got it all out. You were being assaulted by him, though. You, I mean, you got to think about that for a second. I mean, this this guy's usually incredibly funny, and then the next thing you know, he's humping your leg. You, you right. don't know what to think you know. about that. I know. <laughs> really? I don't know to kick him off or spray him with water. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I just. I don't understand why, okay, you know, I mean, if if Bill Cosby has any inkling that this is giving him bad press, then, or that could have given him bad press, you know, back then, then why do it? You know, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it, yeah, it's just stop it. <laughs> Get it together, Bill. A lot of these different things like these, you know, they're they're just people looking for something, you know? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And he's another one. Every time you turn around, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. You know, when does it end? I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. You know, That's if you're right. going to do something to him, do something to him. If not, just shovel it under the table and move on, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. All right. Well, speaking of moving on, let's uh, take a short break, uh, about four minutes. And when we come back, we'll hopefully have it together by then. Well, let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope. Because. Because we want to get into, stop, we want to get into talking a little bit about the mind-body-spirit connection and how... I'm feeling like you're trying to blow me off now. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying to show him a good time, too. (laughs) Y'all should fly up to Seattle. I'll show y'all a good time. Okay. All right. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. 
your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Dear parents, much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, we will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children. And we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial arts. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest? Or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to Dynamic Dojo Radio Post at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. got a headache from laughing so hard. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, we are joined by Professor Pat McDaniels of Kajukenbo, Master Tony Collins of Kempo, and Sensei Wayne Riley of Karate. And we are going to be talking about the mind-body-spirit connection and how it applies to martial arts. So if you'd like to join the discussion or you'd like to share your thoughts on the mind-body connection or spirituality and how it applies to your training, please give us a call before seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Or you can catch us on our Blog Talk Radio chat board, which is I gotta double check to see if it's up. Yes, it's up. And uh, we're right there on the Blog Talk Radio show marquee. All right. Well, you know, when it comes to 
the mind body spirit connection um i always have to like go back to um something that uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, dr alan novian had said and uh he tried very hard to explain to people what the mind body spirit connection is and he uh put together this very brief description of what it is he says <clears throat> that the body is outwardly aware it feels and senses the world but can't fully interpret what it feels without the mind and spirit the body bears the burden when the mind and spirit are unbalanced then there's the mind which is inwardly focused it collects and catalogs experiences and sensory input and tells the body what to do to adapt to its current surroundings now if the mind is unbalanced the body feels stressed and then there's the spirit, which is both inwardly focused and outwardly aware. It looks beyond basic survival needs and allows us to seek self-actualization and happiness. So, you know, I, I always go back to that when people ask me, what is this mind-body, you know, mind-body-spirit connection that you're always talking about in my Tai Chi classes? And I always go back to what Dr. Novian has to say. So I want to kind of get uh, your guys' take on what you feel the mind-body-spirit connection is and, and how it applies to your training and your practice throughout the years. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how it affects other things, like how other people train, how it affects how they view their own school, um, if you know how it affects their motivation or, or how lack of a mind-body connection kills their motivation. We're going to start talking about that a little bit later. But why don't we start with Bob? Uh, what's your take on what the mind-body-spirit connection is? Well, you know, that's always been a really tough question to answer because uh, it could be a mind you have for the Mars part. It could be a drive you have for acting, for for anything. Uh, mm -hmm. It could be a, a, a part of you that likes to meditate. It could, mm -hmm. it could be anything, but... I feel the mind body spirit connection is uh, to what the individual feels about it and how they feel it is and how they feel mm -hmm. it benefits them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Does. great. So, I heard I heard from one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. So let's uh let's uh, get uh Tony's take on it. What's what's your thoughts on that, Tony? Well, listening to the description that you gave just then, that was fantastic. And I think that in a lot of ways for for some of us that it really hits it uh, on the head uh, because you're taught a specific form of spirituality if you're not careful. You're taught that right, spirituality right. only applies to your religion and that it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily apply to your inner peace or your inner sanctuary or your even abilities, and that it only, mm -hmm. in fact, does apply to an outside force. And mm -hmm. unfortunately for that, once you start touching and delving into that little bit, then you get people who are just, you know, way on that side of we don't do anything spiritually, <clears throat> stepping out of the dojo, because they don't, they don't like what they hear when you start talking about mind, body, and spirit, and don't know what mm -hmm. you're saying. Yeah. Right. And so exactly. the clarification thereof is definitely a necessity. Now, to move on from clarification into practice, in my personal opinion, 
without those three things, you can't have that inner peace that you absolutely positively need to continue mm-hmm. on in your development in the martial arts. I'm sorry, you just can't do it. No. Mm-hmm. Because it mm-hmm. takes discipline, practice, and a whole lot of time to do what we do. I mean, exactly. we don't just go to the dojo and leave it at the dojo. I, I, I never do, nobody ever does, who does this as part of their living. As mm-hmm. something that you do as a lifelong endeavor, you do this all the time. My kids think, I, I, I can't go, you know, making a glass of water, according to them, because yeah. it's just the way I do things. Everything is done mm-hmm. very deliberately. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it it has to apply in every aspect of your life. Definitely, definitely. And let's hear from Sensei Wayne. What do you think? <clears throat> Excuse me for all this cough, but, um, <clears throat> you know, I I think once a student has got it together, uh, to, to me, that's that's the best best way to describe it. You know, once they've got it, you know, mm-hmm. you, the lights go on, you know, and they're excited about it. Once they know that and, and mm-hmm. you start to watch them, you know, improve with those, their mind, body, and their spirit, you know, it's just such a cool thing to watch them, watch them grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like little weed. <laughs> <laughs> like little weed. <laughs> little weed. Now, what do you guys yeah. think but about no, you, the you know what I mean? You, when, you, when you see them, they, they, you, you explain, you explain, you explain, you explain. Uh, you, you redo it, you redo it, you redo it. <clears throat> but when you know it, it absolutely that they've got it. I mean, you you will tell, you can tell. I mean, it's just it's just really cool, and uh, we just kind of focus on that and let them know, you know, hey, there's more than that. Find it, you know. Mhm. Exactly. Now, what do you guys think about the argument that some people might have that you know where they say, well, martial arts is about fighting and nothing else. So you know, why you're always going to have somebody too. saying, or you know, you know, it's, it's always going to be there. It's always been there. Mm-hmm. All forms of martial arts have that too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you yep. have you have Absolutely. people all over who think that all they, if it doesn't apply in the ring, or if it doesn't mm-hmm. apply in sparring, then it just doesn't apply in my life. Well, good luck with that thought, because yeah. in all honesty, all you're doing is you're training yourself to hate. You're not training right. yourself. Well, a lot of them are the looking, at, looking at Tato the same way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As, you True. know, all that True. stuff, and we could just chuck that aside and take that out, you know? Yeah, you don't need Tato. You know, but then yeah. you go back to, you know, it's not a, it's not about all, you know, this old mystic, mystic, whatever crap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Get in there, learn the technique, do the technique, the lights will go on. You'll know it. Everybody around you will know it. When you get that technique right, I mean, there's just, that's one of the most awesome feelings that so yourself do it, it or to watch a student do it. You know, it is. Like, oh, I see what you mean. Oh, I see what you mean. You know, mm-hmm. then you're more inquisitive on the next one. Well, you know, can you look with me on the next one? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just uh, exactly. that's that's one of my favorite favorite things as being an instructor is to to be able to see that to be able to see the the lights actually flick on. You know, there's exactly. a there's a glimmer of hope. <laughs> Mhm. And see, and that contributes I, right. to your spirituality, seeking happiness. Yeah, exactly. Self-actualization. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? 
you know, well, what's my purpose in life? You know, all that other kind of right. stuff. And right. whenever I hear people say, well, martial arts is about fighting. Martial is war. It's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, there was a, there was an argument on Facebook uh, weeks ago about um, somebody was, was um, uh, not liking the fact that the word warrior was used in a, uh, in the real sense, right? You know, and uh, a lot of people think the warriors are only the people that have gone to war. So only military personnel can be called warriors. And uh, there were a lot of people that kind of went, whoa, what are you talking about, man? And, you know, and, you know, none of this magical, as a real, like, you know, imaginary warrior stuff. And I was like, well, wait a minute, hold on. You know, it's 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 kind of like the same argument. Our argument That's when people the same say, "Well, it's taking away their hope." Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same thing as right. taking away their hope. I oh, hope exactly. this next technique is going to be even cooler than this one. You know, I hope I get to learn it faster. And you know, I hope, mm-hmm. I, hope I hope, I hope, I hope. You know. Mm-hmm. There were many a samurai during the Meiji era who actually did not become full samurai, but yet they trained every single day. Would you call mm-hmm. them not warriors because they were not able to wield their swords against exactly. the enemy? I, I think I think they're more warriors of not be not wielding their sword at a time when they're not completely focused in mind, body, and spirit. You know exactly, exactly. Well, and even if you had to been to war, well, what's, what's harder that? to do? Really, think about this for a second. What's harder to do? Is it harder to be confronted by somebody who's running their mouth three inches away from your face, kind of inwardly chuckle to yourself knowing that you can hurt the guy, turn around and walk off, or is it harder to just tag, hit the person right then and there and let emotion take over rather than discipline? Exactly. The hardest thing to do is to turn around and walk away, knowing that you could have done something to change the situation, whether, whether but you're changing it for the not. worse, it's, not the better. It's you. It's inside of you, you know, you right. as the individual, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've got exactly. some, some pretty amazing, amazing kids with, with the group, and we kind of got away from things, and uh, I've kind of let things slide on, move on, turn into another style, just trying to get my, my head straight to come mm-hmm. back and be able to perform those kind of techniques where people, you know, oh, you know, you got to use all your mind, body, spirit, because you really do. I mean, you really mm-hmm. do. You really have to have it all together to land that that uh, uh, sacred point that you may need or, you know, to defend your life. You know, when you need it, it's there, and it's just, it's just a matter of practicing it until you're, you know, sick and tired of practicing it and practice it some more. Mm-hmm. Well, here's one for you, too. I'll go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. When you see somebody doing a kata, what typically, or, or a form, as they're called in Kento, what I typically look for isn't the person that's doing the kata or form. I look to see if I can see their attacker. Mm-hmm. I look mm-hmm. to see if I can see what they are doing, who they are defending against, how tall is the person in front of them, how, they, front of them. how are they moving to compensate for that. And Mm -hmm. that tells me whether or not they have that mind-body-spirit connection. Because if you You know, you just know when you look at someone. You just know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Right. Um, you know, yeah. I, I grew up back in the days of, you know, they come to your dojo and invite you to, you know, see who was better so you could have to leave, you know, that era. Right. You know, back yeah. in the back in the uh the early and mid seventies. You know, when mm-hmm. when everything was a bastardization of something, you know. Yeah. My yeah. style's better than your style, you know. But yeah. you know, it's the sounds of the individual, you know. You can you can teach classes every single day. You you know, these kids are gonna pick up something, but there's always that ten or fifteen percent that may know exactly how to use that one technique that they're working on that day or you know what I'm saying? Mhm. Yeah. Definitely. But I like to I you can you, you just know when you see when you see a child, you know, or you or you see a, a preteen or a teen or an adult when they finally walk in and found exactly what they've been looking for as far as a place to train and all that, you see the person. You almost just know. You know, when you've been doing yeah. it as long as we have. You know what I'm saying? You just know. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I I've been in places and you know, I haven't tried to stand any certain way or anybody, whatever. And I've had guys come up and say, you must really know your shit. You <laughs> you must really know your shit. I said, man, I don't understand what you're talking about. He said, well, just the way you stand. He said, I bet you could do a mess of something, couldn't you? <laughs> ever, ever have I ever been asked again. <laughs> Normally I just tell him I can stumble well. Yeah. <laughs> well, getting getting back to kata, uh, I just wanted to mention something about kata since uh, since Wayne brought it up. You know, I I personally find it, you know, a very, you know, calming and in a way a, a spiritual practice. Well, not only that, if you if you really take the Okinawan katas and break them down, you you know, you may not be able to do them to a lot of Americanized versions or or. Uh, you know, some of the, you have five, six, seven, eight different shorn rules and, you know what I'm saying, and and break them all apart, and, and uh, I completely lost my point where I was going with it. <laughs> <laughs> Your head, and it went bye-bye. It just Train flew right on out, and I email. thought, what the hell was I getting ready to say? <laughs> Don't you hate it when- Stuff like that as well. Um, maybe I can jump start it. I was I, here and I, I thought and I thought and I thought what I wanted to say and what I wanted to say was just wasn't there. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll continue Damn. to say what I what I was going to say so that way maybe it'll jump start what you were going to say. So I find yeah. like kata to be, uh, you know, like I said, a calming and, and almost a spiritual yeah. practice, not only in Tai Chi but. Also, you know, even in the more rounder flowing Kung Fu forms and the harder style Kajukembo, Chan Fa forms, and, and even the in-between Chan Fa, One Hop Kendo forms, right? Because, you know, each, I assigned, for me, and this is how I remembered my forms, I assigned each form a specific feeling. And it's and, and when I say feeling, I don't mean like emotion. I, I, I assign it like just a feeling and the feeling is neither neither negative or positive it's just it, it, it's just a mind a certain mindset that i personally remember so when somebody says something like you know monkey nine which is you know a, monkey a, a, nine. A, oh yeah monkey nine i go into a certain <laughs> mindset and the movements come out I went to right? the monkey nine mindset 
<laughs> exactly. I went to the monkey nine mindset. Yeah, monkey, monkey nine. nine. Monkey that's mind. Right, I went to monkey yeah. mind. I know exactly what you, you know. mean. Yeah, yeah, you know that. You know that's how many of us remember the forms, because you know, I, and and I'm sure you guys have seen this when you teach kata or forms or what have you. You're teaching the forms, and then later on, you go, you know, you get sensei. I'm I'm really having trouble remembering the forms, and then you kind of it almost makes you want to scratch your head and go, "Well, really, we went over it like a hundred times, <laughs> you know, last week. How can yeah. you forget the?" Movements, but then you know I, I've come to realize that a lot of people look at remembering the moves like remembering a grocery list. It has yeah, to right. be, you know, eggs, milk, cheese. Well, you know I, what I, I mean? I seen something the other day. One of the students, um, they were running kata, and we're <clears throat> we're getting ready to have this big presentation uh, take place. And uh, I'm going to get you guys some information for it because I'd really like to to get it out there. But okay. uh, we'll talk about it next week because it's like going to be the week after. And it's just a, a one-time thing we're trying to do to uh, to get people aware of the of the martial arts. But you know, back to what you were saying um, about remembering, you know, with a feeling or whatever. It, and I just thought that was neat because you know I've done that a couple of times. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you feel a certain way, you practice kata a certain way, not just you know kata a certain way, but the kata that were actually supposed to be performed that way, and you just, you know what I mean? That's, that's what, to me, that's your 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 mind, body, spirit, everything working together, you know? Mm-hmm. When when you think, oh, my gosh, I forgot this next move, bam, 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 your mind just, you know, you just, it just takes over and it does it for you. The next thing you know, yeah. oh, I got too hard. Oh, okay, okay, now I see, now I see. Mm-hmm. It's that exactly. light. It's that light clicking on experience that I exactly. like. Oh, exactly. Oh. Yeah. yeah I like that. exactly because, like you know, but yeah. I as soon as you I started could... to say that, Rusty, I knew I remembered exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. There you go. Um, but you know, it's it's, it's funny because you know we can see the same. Kempo form or karate form or yep. kung fu yep. or you know whatever form, right? We can but see the same form over and over again. You know exactly. But when certain people do, you know, the, and everyone's form is technically correct, right? But yeah, when one it's like person you'll never be it. the same again. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? Everyone it's, does it's the just, same it's form. Just that, the weird feeling, you know, you get when you've actually got something. Exactly. And that's, that's one of my favorite things is to watch somebody say, "Oh man, I see now." You know, yeah, yeah, and that that that's a neat part of like you know getting the spirit into it, and 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 in a little yeah, bit I kind of exactly read a little, yeah, I want to read a little bit of an you know, article. I'm like, them, you know, if you got you, I say if you've ever got to you know get a frustration by, you know, do this kata or do these techniques. You know, we mm-hmm. actually said those things, and I hadn't thought of them until we started talking about all this. That's just pretty neat. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I, I wanted to bring kata into it because. You know the whole like mind, body, spirit thing kind of goes along with kata versus only bunkai and and fighting in the ring. You know, like like Tony was talking about. A lot of people do think that if it doesn't yeah. work in the ring or doesn't work, you know, in the street, then it's it should be it it it's not part of what I want, right? But yeah. I'm a firm believer that if anybody wants to find happiness in their life, that they have to, that they are practicing a type of spirituality. It is the 
the stereotype that spirituality is a religion, I think, is what's oh, oh, yeah, uh, giving yeah. people a bad, you know, a bad uh, thought of spirituality. Mm-hmm. And with that mm-hmm. said, I kind of want to read this article by a man named uh, Christopher Hine, and he addresses this this specific thing of martial arts and spirituality. And he, uh, um, in regards to, you know, what spirituality means, um, he says, martial arts and spirituality, what does that even mean? This is a question almost all of us ask, but few of us ever get any real answers. Some say it's mixing religions such as Christianity or Islam with martial arts. Some think it's dressing up in flowing clothes and spouting cons and seeming esoteric. And some say it's simply a bunch <laughs> of shit. However, I believe it isn't any of these things. Um, and he says uh, pretty much um, what we were talking about a little bit earlier. He says, to understand the relationship between martial arts and spirit- and spirituality, you must first understand what each of them are on their own. Most mm-hmm. of us pretty much understand or at least have a clear concept of what the martial arts are. I'll define it here as the study of physical conflict. That's his, that's his definition, which is a good one. But mm-hmm. there are a lot of reasonable definitions. Most of us haven't spent enough time with the martial arts, um, that, or they, which is why they don't have a clear definition. Um, it's spirituality that many of us have a hard time with, um, sometimes even with those with lots of experience in martial arts. Um, now, he says, to many, spirituality is simply going to church and reading the good book. While these things are spiritual things, they are part of a religion and not spirituality itself. A religion is a school of spirituality. So that, that was a good way of him to put it. He's like, the practices, the practice, yeah. He says the practices of a religion, such as prayer, Bible reading, church services, worship, etc., are designed right. to put you in touch with your spirituality, but they are not spirituality itself. So by adding I practices, your, I agree too. By adding the practices of your religion to your martial arts, you are not working with spirituality. You are simply adding more practices. That was interesting that I do that you might appreciate if you look at salutation and kento. Well, we mm-hmm. go over the head and we make the triangle that stands for mind, right. body, and spirit. Then the mm-hmm. meditation position, which is right at about chin level, and then the prayer position. What I mm-hmm. typically tell people is that, to me, this means that we adhere to religious belief, but do not adhere to the practice of anyone in particular during our study. In other words, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say or do something that's going to offend your religion while you're mm-hmm. in my dojo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's and that's and that's very cool. That's that is. We do we do something similar to uh in my Tai Chi classes. You know, normally in martial arts classes, right, you know, you line up, you know, in some places you line up according to rank, right? What we do mm-hmm. instead right. when I do Tai Chi is we line up in a circle and I just pick a place mm-hmm. to stand. There is no you know, rank, there is no who's higher than who. We're here for a common purpose. And, right. you know, that common purpose is for, you know, self, self, uh, uh, 
improvement and finding, you know, where they are in the universe and relaxing and, you know, and, and moving and feeling the movement, right? And when we salute, we don't salute to, you know, student to teacher, right? We take the salute and salute to everybody, complete the circle. Because it's a, it's it's in our way of saying the same thing that you do. We're all going to try our best to not do anything that's going to offend your beliefs. We are here for one common goal, and you know that's to work together and not to you know, hey, I'm Catholic mm-hmm. and what you're you're Protestant, what you know, to leave that crap aside. That's kind of what that's mm-hmm. all about. And, well, we do the same thing for the salute as well. When we bow, I tell everybody, you're just bowing to the front of the class. You're not bowing to me. I'm not worthy to be bowed to. Just like when mm-hmm. I'm bowing, I'm not bowing to you. I'm bowing to the rear of the class. I'm just bowing mm-hmm. in unison with you. I happen to be facing this way. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And this, the the rest of this article is really cool. Um, it's pretty long, so I'm just going to go over some of the stuff that I um, highlighted. Um uh, Mr. Hine continues to say that the trappings of spirituality are not the spirit. Uh, wearing Zen master robes does, does not make you a Zen master, and reciting incantations does not make you a spiritual person. Seeming aloof and exotic to other people, yeah, seeming exotic to other people doesn't do a thing for your spirituality either. It starts with you. Your spirit is at the very core of what you are. So how can mm-hmm. you find it in things outside of yourself? So I'm going to go ahead and share this with our friends on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page because, you know, I want to, you know, I really want to get the word out about, you know, what spirituality is because so many people do think still that it's a religion and mm-hmm. that uh, that it mm-hmm. has no place in the martial arts. Now, while it's true, while I believe, while I believe that religion has no place in the martial arts, like we were talking about earlier, you know, like, hey, let's leave our, you know, religious beliefs aside and let's come together for a common goal. While I believe that's true, let's not bring religion into the martial arts, I still tend to believe that we should keep our own personal spirituality in the mm-hmm. martial arts. Because, oh, you know, what? of course, we have to, because what I want out of my practice is going to be different than the white, the new white belt that came in. Yeah, you know, and we're all looking for right, different things, right. right? So, yeah, so I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share that a little bit later. Um, but uh, what I want to do now is uh, steer the conversation toward um, how the mind body connection, as well as uh, the spirituality connection, um, kind of makes or breaks our motivation in our training. Right, because we've all been there. Where you know, the first day of class, we're like gung ho. We're like, woo! I'm learning martial arts. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and you either stick with it for the rest of your life, like the like we are, or Mm -hmm. you know, somewhere down the road, your motivation goes by the wayside and you quit. So let's kind of uh, let's kind of talk about that uh, a little bit. Um, I just want to start the conversation off with a couple of um, with some things that I uh, that I brought up that. apparently are seven motivation murderers. So, and they are, this is what supposedly kills motivation. Ingratitude, envy, impatience, over a feeling of overwhelm, a feeling of overwhelmingness, I don't know if that's a word, inaction, loss of meaning, and no skin in the game. All right, let's and move chicks. to... And when chicks... <laughs> <laughs> and, and sex, yeah. Okay, so that's number eight. I'll write that down. Yes. Okay. Um, so let's, 
giving Bill yeah, Cosby his due, huh? Yeah, yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to let's go to uh, let's go to Bob um, first. You know, how about we talk about what you think, what what you've noticed like throughout your many years in martial arts about what kills motivations in students and stuff like that. Well, you know, it, it's funny, and this is where we differ. You know, here we we care about our students, be, and, and I'm not here to insult anybody. That's a different show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, somebody laughs at it. <laughs> but, <laughs> wow. This is a tough crowd. Um, That's right. We're tough. But. China, Japan, they don't care as like we do because it's a livelihood. Not that we don't care about our students, but we care about paying the bills as well. Yeah, yep. yeah, definitely. definitely. Meaning that over, over there, they see uh, envy or impatience. They carry the helper stick, right, Rusty? Right, right. Yep. That helps you along, right? It helped me along. Uh, over here, <laughs> over here, though, we baby a little bit. We see the envy because somebody who started with somebody else all of a sudden outranks them by like a belt. I've seen that yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, ingratitude. They don't. They don't know what they're getting. They don't know the invaluable effort and the information we're passing along. Yeah. In that that goes with all of us. We are all yeah. in We can't do a technique on the first try. We're going to give up. This, right. But we know because we're long time people, we know that it's going to take that practice. Uh, but I mean, Russell, you guys are all instructors, even though we lost Patrick off the line. How many mm-hmm. times do you see the impatient student that just all can't get this? I can't time. do this. All every day, time. right? Yes. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, every day. I feel like the, yeah. I, I just found out that there's one of my kids is kind of on the fence now about Kung Fu because now it's getting harder, right? I mean, now that she's, like, mm-hmm. getting up, getting ready to purple belt and stuff like that, it's getting harder, and I'm correcting her a lot more. She feels embarrassed about being corrected and this and that and the other, and her her, her mom told me that she's on the fence about about being in Kung Fu, and and I'm like, why, you know? And it, it all boiled down to impatience, and mm-hmm. and not liking having to be corrected. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, right. yeah. Go and on. And that Bob. all goes with overwhelmingness. Yeah. They're overwhelmed by they're getting more attention from you because you want them to do better because they're not a white belt or a sash any, white sash anymore. Now they're approaching exactly. the upper rank. You have to make them better than ever before. You have to mm-hmm. correct them where they're absolutely dead on perfect. So you're going to be in their face every mm-hmm. time that their hands out of position. They don't like that anymore. White belts, white belts are white belts. You let them do their thing until it's time to correct. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be standing over them, twisting their hand every second of every day. Yeah. Uh, and really, that you know, that's where I'm at. No, you know, laws of meaning. What does that mean? What does that exactly mean? Or well, inaction. I, I, I look at it, the loss of meaning, I, I look at it as, you know, when people, like, first join the martial arts, they're motivated by something. Like, you know, they might see the movie The Karate Kid oh, or, say, yeah. you know what I mean? And then they come in, they're like, oh, I want to be like that. I want to learn that, you know? And then 
somewhere down the line, they just lose that meaning. They, it's, it's not important. It's not important to them anymore. Yeah. And then, and then inaction. You know, uh, you know, like the people that say, "Oh, you know, I got a lot of work and blah blah blah. I'm not going to be in class for two weeks." Well, that two weeks, they feel guilty about not going, but then it becomes easier to not go, and mm-hmm. they conveniently find other stuff to do. You know, yeah. like go see the girlfriend or the boyfriend, right? And they become inactive. They're no longer, you know, looking forward to going to class. It, it becomes easier because they don't feel guilty about not going anymore. That's what I look at as inaction. Right. Uh, yeah. Which leads into no yeah. skin in the game. They're just, you know, they're. You know, it's funny that so you mentioned loss of meaning, though, because you mentioned because of the Karate Kid. Now, we have, may have not been teaching as long as, like, let's say, Patrick or Wade. But they mm-hmm. remember the days when the Karate Kid first came out, even the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, you had influx of students. Like, when Beverly Hills Chihuahua came out, my wife working in a pet store all of a sudden had all these people looking for Chihuahuas. Oh, man. Right? I, my, class, my class, my class like, boomed. I had, like, I had only, like, 15 people in my community center class. I was uh, 16, I think, when it came out. And then after... Karate Kid came out, bam, I had 30 people, right? Mm-hmm. And those people stayed. They actually stayed until Karate Kid 2. And then, boom, now I've got 50 people trying to fit in this community center room. I'm like, holy crap, you know, <laughs> what's going on? You know, and then, you know, some time goes by and then people start dropping off, you know, um, well, because so of motivation. they're looking at it and going, wait a minute, you mean I'm not going to learn how to wax on, wax off and, and being able to kick somebody's butt just by painting a fence? Exactly, exactly. They find out it's work, and that kills motivation right. a lot, you know, which which is sad because it's like, you know, <laughs> if we're going to take this particular subject of motivation or lack of, in this case, and apply it to spirituality, you know, when they come in, when they first come into a class, they are looking for something that, for that type of self-actualization, you know, they're looking for this. I, you know, I want this. They want to be happy. This is really cool. I want to do this. This will be neat. They're looking for that happiness and they're practicing spirituality. And then when it, when their motivation goes by the wayside, you know, then, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, right? So, right. Right. Yeah. So with that said, okay. In your guys's, uh, well, we can still talk about what kills motivation, uh, but, you know, with that said, you know, um, also I'd like you guys to comment a little bit about what you guys do to help keep your students motivated. So that would be kind of cool. So well, who wants to go do, first? One of the things that I'd like to touch on, if you don't mind, that also kills motivation, I mean better mm-hmm. than a doornail, is unrealistic insights into or or unrealistic ideas of the martial art that they are getting into. Yeah. When they step into a particular martial art and they think, well, I saw this on Highlander, the series, because Mm -hmm. Duncan McLeod did it, and I want to look like that, (laughs) and I want to do it like that. Right. And you're sitting there going, yeah, well, you know, we don't have that kata, because that's, that's, uh, Sansu, Kung Fu, and this is Kenpo. Well, aren't right. they the same? Well, no, I hate to tell you this, but they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so they go in with this unrealistic viewpoint of how the entire martial art should pan out. 
And that viewpoint right. even includes, you know, all, I've seen this this dojo over here, and they're in this this kind of martial art, and they get their their belts every three months, and so on and such forth. And so they walk into your dojo, and they think that you're going to follow that mm-hmm. kind of a curriculum. And especially in my dojo, no way. I don't follow mm-hmm. any kind of a curriculum like that at all. It's it's dependent upon skill. I don't have mm-hmm. a time frame, and right. that is one of the things that. For me, I think kills the lack of motivation. Is I don't have a time frame. If a student goes through a belt, and I mean just really rips through that belt because he has talent and he has mm-hmm. ability, or she, then I am going to promote them. And I, I'm not looking at a time frame as something like, well, you know, you haven't put in your time right now. Forget right. That. You haven't put in your forty hours to make it. <clears throat> right. 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 Yeah, I, I agree. And it's like, you know, the one of my students uh, went through the same thing. He ripped through um, the belts from white through purple um, and like within three months because <laughs> right. he just he just had that natural talent and he put in the work. He actually did put in the work. Mm-hmm. He was in the dojo every day. This is when I was open seven days a week. He was there every day. The first to come in would stay five hours and was the last to leave. And uh, even if we weren't training in the dojo, he'd he'd call me up at work and go, hey, sensei, you know, I want to go running today. You want to run with me? Sure, I'll run with you. Hey, you know, I I bought a weight set. Can I bring it over to the dojo? You know, will you lift with me? Well, sure. I eventually had to give him a key because he would just stop (laughs) over at the dojo right after school, you know, and just work out. He was there like literally eight hours every day, nonstop. And. He got his black belt in one year, and yep. he proved everybody, he proved his skill as that black belt in one year. And then you've got other people going, well, they can't be a black belt unless they put in five or seven years. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? You know, by the time yep. five or seven years comes by, he's going to have the skill, you know, equal right. to a third degree. <laughs> so, what's, you know, why am who am I to hold him back? Is it because, exactly. you know, you know. That there, like you said, there is no time limit. I don't have a time limit either, you know. Um, and so far, nobody's complaining about it. But, um, but before we move on into what keeps our uh, students motivated and how it applies to the mind-body-spirit connection, I want to remind our listeners out there that if you're calling in and you want to join the conversation, please press one so I know you're in the caller queue. Otherwise, we're just going to assume that you're listening. To the show, so feel free to listen. Um, um, and if you have any questions, you can uh, get them on our chat board on the blog uh, on the original Blog Talk Radio show marquee, not the Facebook link. Uh, although you can try to put your questions there, it's just that there's like five different links, <laughs> and I don't know which one to check. All right, so we do have a caller. Let's pull this mic up. We have area code three four seven three four seven. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? How are you? How are you doing? My name is Sensei Sean from Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Sensei Sean. How are you? I'm wonderful. Um, Thanks for joining us. Yes, um, thank you for having me. I just wanted to add, um, with the motivation, a lot of times, like you said, you guys kind of hit it on the note before I was um, calling in, but it's it's the discipline that they don't expect a lot of Oh, good one, Sensei. It's fun, children. Good one, yes. I've been... I've been noticing that. 
you know, they come in and they want to learn, you know, whatever they see that they like, like you said, you guys said, whatever it was that um, Mm -hmm. motivated them to want to come. But it's the discipline. The majority of children are not disciplined the way we train them to be. So it's a Mm -hmm. new light for them when they come in. You know, sit down, uh, you know, sit this way. Uh, Back, you know, things that they're not used to, especially domestically in their home. So it's a whole new thing. They're like, I got to go through all of this just to learn how to jump up in the air and kick, you know? Yeah, exactly. Especially with (laughs) still life, you know. Yeah. So I I was just saying, like, you know, that that discipline thing I really feel is a big thing. I noticed that with a lot of students that just come in like, wow, it's a lot of work. You know, even adults come in, you know, oh, wow, it's a lot of work just to be able to kick properly because they have to go into horse stance and all of those things. They don't understand that these are the, the foundational things that we have to have just to get to that simple kick or that simple mm-hmm. punch. You know, that's exactly. all I want to say. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and if you'd like, Sensei, please feel free to uh, keep on the line if you have time and join in oh, with absolutely. the rest of the conversation. Okay. Yeah, okay. that oh, would be that great. Would be, I love this. That's a that's a wonderful point you make because it's true. I mean, you know, I've I recently got like it's a, a, a big influx of uh, little kids in my tiny tigers class, and several of them have a hard time with the word no. <laughs> right, absolutely. And, you know, yeah. and you know, absolutely. and it, 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 and most times it's kind of awkward for me in situations like that because you know the parents are sitting right there, and you know if they start you know, talking about something um, non-related. And we know that happens a lot with kids. You could be doing something and then they pull up some like unrelated thing. Like I saw a cartoon with a green cat and a blue buffalo. And you're like, this has to do with wow. com- how? Were they going through a form? Where, no, you know, it's me going, okay. No, no, no. no. I mean the, blue, the green right. cat and the blue buffalo. Were they going oh, right, through a form? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You've got you know, to wonder why they bring it up then. It's, you know, I, I, I'm I a firm believer in that kids have have a thought process that latches on to things that really make an impression in a very short amount of time. And Absolutely. I guess yes. it was, a, yeah, I guess it was a cartoon that really resonated with them. So, I said, that's really awesome that you really liked that cartoon, and I'd really like to talk to you about it after class, so let's not do it right now. And so I started using the let's and we, you know, just to make sure that, you know, hey, you know, I'm with you, I'm with you. And then he just kept talking in the middle of, like, waiting in line for his turn to kick and stuff like that. And I finally said, "Uh, no, Johnny, no, we're not going to talk about that right now. And he had a fit. He started like he started pouting and his and his and his right. eyebrows got really crinkled and then he like started to walk over to his mom and his mom, you know, you know, held out his arms like, Oh, come here and I'm like, No. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm like, No, no, right. no. He, he is not leaving the floor. Because, you know, right. it, it's awkward like that because you've got the parents there. You don't want to overstep your boundaries in a way, but in a way you want to because this is my space now. It's not your home. And we're in, right. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. at that point I wanted to go, no, he really has to learn, you know, when is an appropriate time to talk about this or that and when it's time to listen and, you know, play with the team. And, oh, he's just going to sit here for now. And I'm like, um, 
No, he's not. <laughs> you know? Right, like, right, right, absolutely. Yeah, and so, yeah, and it kind of makes me, it made me wonder, you know, you're right, Sensei, the the discipline with a lot of kids is something that that is a big surprise with these kids. When they when they get that discipline, they're like, whoa, wait a minute, this isn't how I live. You know? Right, absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 you got to wonder if they tell them no. Right, and, the and other as teachers, thing. right, I feel like teachers, we have to be aware this is how children are coming into our homes. And what we have to do is not overly push the discipline thing on them where they're like, oh, it's too hard, you know. We we have to have a balance on how we do it. Like make it fun at the same time, but in order to get to that fun, you have to listen and do these things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just like if you do good in school, then you get a reward with this, you know, you can have a snack if you listen, you know, same type of thing. Yeah. But then at the same time, you have to do it carefully so they won't just do things um, just to get what they want, you know? Exactly, exactly. In their own in their own comfort, you get what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, in their own comfort. oh, exactly. And with kids, it's, it's tricky because yeah, it if is. you get a spoiled kid that gets what he wants, you know, that's what he's going to expect when he gets there, mm-hmm. you know? And that's when we got to come and say, no, this is not how we yep. do it here. Exactly. But if not, you will be disciplined. And children don't like discipline, so hopefully you get the ones that are just listen. And, and, and try to mm-hmm. follow suit, you know, just to avoid that feeling of discomfort of being dis- of dis- of disciplined, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it and it gets so much harder when when the spoiled kids are teens. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Oh, man. Oh, yes. Because they're already oh, in that stage. You know, when you're, when you're a teen, you're already at that stage rebellious stage anyway, you know? Yeah, and you know it all. Right. Oh, man. It's so tough. It's so tough. Like, oh, man. I know we've all been through that. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And and coming from New York, I mean, honestly, not to say, but a lot of these children, especially urban city kids, they have no type of discipline. So when they do come in, it's such a reconstruction that you have to basically rebuild. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, and it it well it it I guess it like uh it 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 it's an, I guess that's a subject for another show about you know you know discipline in the martial arts you know especially when it comes to kids. I mean, I want to know why is it that the kids have a problem with being told what to do. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, is it yeah. in the home? You know, are the kids getting whatever they want and they realize, oh, hey, if I make a big stink and embarrass them in the restaurant, I'm going to get that new toy. You know? Um, it, right. And, and if the parents right. give in, you know, let's do that, Bob. Let's make that another okay. discussion topic so, in the future. Absolutely. Anyhow. Please <laughs> do. I'm old school, and, and you're going to open up a can of worms with me, aren't you? Yep. About you know how what? I grew up getting my ass beat. Hey, I, I got the <laughs> tennis racket, If I man. ever acted up like that. <laughs> Huh? I got the tennis. I got the tennis racket, man. <laughs> I got five across the eyes. <laughs> oh, Johnny! Oh man! Well, that that'll wake up your spirit, I guess. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into what all I got. That's that's a different show altogether, and perhaps you know, Absolutely. desperate need of therapy. It'll, 
Yeah, it'll be a different show, believe me. Um, but now this this whole thing about the the you know motivation and the lack of motivation and and how it how it uh, coincides with the mind body spirit connection. A lot of people, um, you know, will argue that you know what is what is discipline? What is motivation? What is the lack of motivation? What does that have to do with the mind, body, spirit? Me personally, I think it has everything to do with the balance of mind, body, spirit. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, yes, it kind it kind of it kind of has to, <laughs> in a way. You know, if you want to get what you want, you know, if you're mm-hmm. looking for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what did I say? The the I'm looking back here. Because I'm, I, I, I know exactly what Dr. Novian talks about, but I can never like repeat it like word for word. Yes. But I'll, I'll just say it again. Dr. Novian, uh, Alan Novian, explains the mind-body-spirit connection as the body is outwardly aware; it feels and senses the world, but can't interpret what it feels without the mind and spirit. The body bears the burden when the mind and spirit are unbalanced. Uh, mind, it's inwardly focused. It collects and catalogs experiences and sensory input and tells the body what to do to adapt to its current surroundings. If the mind is unbalanced, the body feels stress. And the spirit is both inwardly focused and outwardly aware. It looks beyond basic survival needs and allows us to seek self-actualization and seek happiness. So, you know, if people like kids are looking for that thing that makes them happy, um, you know... (laughs) It's kind of funny because a lot, you know, the lack of motivation and following discipline, or even the lack of discipline, in a way, in a way, can kind of be um, a, uh, a catalyst to, you know, them finding their spirituality. I mean, they're now going, "Hey, I don't like this discipline. It's not getting what I want the way I want it to be done." Mm-hmm. You know. Um, So they have to they have to deal with that. They have to struggle with that. And I think anyone that follows a spiritual path struggles. And, um, you know, so absolutely. So, you know, definitely, I think the mind body spirit connection can deal with uh, uh, with a lack of motivation and keeping motivation. Now, with that said, um, concerning like lack of motivation, one of the seven um, things that kills motivation that I mentioned earlier was loss of meaning in whatever activity. In this case, you know, martial arts, right? And just out of curiosity, I, I put together, I was looking for a list of, you know, the top things that people end up, ended up not liking anymore about their martial arts schools. And and this particular list came from www dot blackbeltwiki dot com. So, mm. out, yeah, I know, right? Out of uh, 487 total votes on this survey, uh, the number one thing was uh, was no one fails. <laughs> like no one fails <laughs> wow. a belt test. Yeah, so the, that's the not true, thing, right? The well, the the big the big thing that people disliked about you know their school or lost oh, their motivation. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's what I that's what I meant. You know, people realize, wow, no one fails a test, and it kind of like makes them go, oh, I don't want to be here because, you know, how do I know if I'm earning it, right? So that's why some right. people like quit or end up disliking 
the curriculum at their school. Uh, 14.37%. So that's 70 votes that uh, where people disliked their school or even quit because no one ever failed a test. But I'll go ahead and run through the other ones. Um, 27 votes on the instructor is too easy. 15 votes on the instructor is too hard. 16 votes on the instructor is too unexperienced. Uh, 48 votes on the school is too focused on kids. Seven votes on the school is too focused on combat. Yeah, interesting, I know. Uh, but that kind of goes into maybe a lack of spirituality. So maybe, there you go. Uh, 54 votes on the school is too focused on sales and not on martial arts. That's, mm-hmm. That would be a reason why that's, I, that'd be a reason that. why I would. I can see I that can too. I can see that with that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 55 votes on too focused on things like forms and not enough self-defense. Um, hmm. 36 votes on belt tests are too easy. Um, 22 votes on rotten location. <laughs> Nine votes on the interior of the school is falling apart. (laughs) Oh my god! And last but not least, forty votes on the classes are too crowded. (laughs) So you know, but but one of those is that there was uh, um, schools that were too focused on combat and that that was kind of going into what I was talking about earlier about the about the people that argue that well martial arts are are just supposed to only be about combat none of the spirituality shit you know and and uh, and it just goes to show that if people quit because you're mm-hmm. in an all combat school it's because you're either a not allowing them to express uh, a type of like uh, self-expression, I guess, or self-actualization, um, or you know, a sense of self-spirituality in those classes, um, or B, the place is just a, a kick-ass school and they don't really give a crap, you know, uh, who stays or goes, as long as we teach you how to kick ass, you know, <laughs> Cobra Kai school, Cobra Kai school, right, Cobra Kai right. school, yep, yep, so. Pretty pretty wild, but you know now that we know some of the things that can like kill the mind body connection and and the spirituality and stuff like that. Um, let's go back to you guys. Let's hear from you guys. What do you guys do to try to keep the motivation in your students? Uh, why don't we start with Bob? Bob, I know you're not teaching actively in a school, but you still do teach, um, and I know you see a lot of the students that you've taught like you know time and time again. So why don't we start with you? Tell us what you do to keep people motivated. Pain. Pain? <laughs> that's why people that's why people quit. That's why people quit. <laughs> the instructor is too hard. The instructor is a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, I I try to keep it fun. I, 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 if, if, if we're doing, let's say the warm up, I try to try to add music into it, almost like an aerobic dance type thing, uh, with the martial arts element, just to keep them moving, keep them motivated uh, for it. Right. 
listen, there's not a lot to be motivated about, honestly, unless they have the drive to succeed. They just don't, what, are, what are they really? I'm I'm serious. What do they got to be motivated about? I'm going to get right. yelled at. I'm going to get told no. I may or may not fail my belt test. Right. The instructor is going to hurt me. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to get hurt while sparring. What 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 is there to motivate? Right. <laughs> that, that's true. If, unless I know, they have... I want to hear from the new guy. I want to hear from Sensei Sean because we <laughs> haven't heard from him before. I really want his take on this. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. What I've been doing lately, um, especially during the uh-huh. summer, right? I had a, a summer camp, and inside of a public school. And what I did, I started learning the songs that these little kids love. They're always on YouTube doing these weird dances. So as a warm up, I would make them do that. Huh. And yeah, it was it's, it's really different and unusual, but um. I, as a woman, I would make them do that. He just gave me a great exercise. new idea. He just gave yeah. me a great new idea yeah. because you know, you're allowing you know them what? to still be themselves. Yep, absolutely. And that's why I was absolutely. saying, you know, it's a balancing. So when I did that, I let I let them do it for five minutes or so, and then I can end right, jumping jacks, boom, 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 you know. And at the end of the class, as a treat, I made them do it. I want to do the dance for me one more time, you know, make them uh-huh. funny. Like, oh, you know the song. Oh, he's cool, but he can still discipline. You know, it, those are little tricks I did, and it happens yeah. to work for me very well. Because when I said do something, they listened. They said, wow, he's a cool guy, but at the same time, we have to respect and listen to him. So, like, exactly. the music, like you said, is, is excellent. It's, those things are excellent. You know, it's, it's motivational. You, I, I try to find out what people like, and, and, and I know these kids, they, you know, YouTube and, and these little dances and stuff is so um, popular to them, so I, I use it. Mm-hmm. You know, I use it as a tool. And it's, good. it's working so far. Very, That's good. You know, I'm thinking of actually using some of the cartoons I've never even heard about. You know, that these right, kids are like telling that. me about. Right. You know, stuff like really that, you know, like. Things like that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, cause like, like, you know, and and I found out one time that what you were exactly what you were saying that you know there is a lot of stuff that we as adults don't know about like these dances and these cartoons and stuff like that one one kid came in to my previous uh, studio space and he looked around and he goes after the new paint job he goes wow it looks like a pokeball in here and i went what's a a pokeball Right. Like, I, I have no idea what a pokeball is. So I'm like, oh, you like it? Blah, blah, blah. And I immediately hid in the office and looked on the computer, pokeball. And I spelled it like pokey, as in like, you know, the raw fish salad. And I'm like, it doesn't tell me anything. Oh, Pokemon. Pokey. Oh, oh, it does. It does look like a pokeball in here. And then the <laughs> second I said with the next class, what do you think about the new about the new paint job. It looks like a Pokeball in here, doesn't it? And everybody said, yeah, it does. And they were just so motivated for the rest of class. And I was like, oh, that was a good trick, but I still don't know what else is going on down there in the world of kids. And, you know, and does that change with adults? That's another question because I I don't get around. All I do is martial arts. I go to the school, I come home. You know, I don't know what adults do nowadays. What do adults do? Do you guys know? Because I don't. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. Unfortunately, we adult, and therefore yeah. it's, it's hard. Yeah, it is. It's, it's it's hard to get out and, hey, it's a Pokeball. But, 
anyhow, but, you know, to to address what Sifu Bak was talking about, you know, in a way it's true, you know, what, what do they have uh, to be motivated about? You know, I'm afraid the instructor is going to hurt me. I'm afraid I'm going to get push-ups. But on the other side of the coin, I have to ask, well, what makes them afraid of that? So, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's, if the instructor is that way, then, of course, they're going to be afraid, you know. So, and we have Bob back. I don't know where Bob went. Hi, Bob. <laughs> I, I don't know what I, I thought it was something I said because, you know, you have an X on the right side of all the phone numbers where you just go, bye-bye, click. <laughs> so I didn't hang up on you. All of a sudden, you were gone. I'm like, I, was, I started mentioning your name, and I'm like, where's Bob? Where's Bob? And I was on a different window, and I clicked over, and I'm like, oh, there he is. But we were talking, Bob, uh, the question was to get back to what you were saying, you know, well, what do they have to be uh, motivated about? You know, I'm afraid the instructor's going to hurt me. I'm afraid I'm going to get push-ups. I'm afraid I'm going to get hit. Well, my question then is, what would make anybody afraid of those? So that's, that's you know, that's kind of my question. They're, they're unpleasant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and most of the time, we, as instructors, we don't give push-ups because they did something really good. We give them for discipline reasons. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. When, yeah. when was the last time you got spanked with that tennis racket? You go, Mom, I know I've been bad. Can I have another one, please? Well, I wasn't <laughs> saying Mom. I was saying Honey. But anyway, that's a different story. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you meant any kind of stick, it would have been a, uh, upwards of about as, as recent as five years ago. <laughs> right. I well, got hit with thanks. the helper stick. Yeah, I got hit with the helper stick by by my Sifu. Um, I was like, ah, oh, I should have known better, but you know, we're we're all still learning, right? Uh, but no, okay. my point though, Bob, was that you know, if the instructor is a jerk, then yeah, they they have you know every right to be afraid. And not motivated to be there. I mean, I guess that but can be also, number nine as far as the motivation killers. It can be a jerky instructor. <laughs> but, but also, also you're getting something there, uh, Rusty. You're, you know, you met me. I'm not exactly the smallest guy in the world. No, I'm you're not. I'm <laughs> not exactly the least intimidating looking guy in the world. In fact, I look like I took on a train face first. So, that having been said, when people come into my dojo and when people talk about training with me, the first thing they see is, okay, there's this dude who's this great big guy, beard, mustache, scary looking. And immediately mm-hmm. they go into, I don't have to do right. anything. I don't have to right. do anything. I have one of those faces yeah. where no matter what, Unless I'm smiling, I'm, I, I already look like somebody just totally peed in my Wheaties. <laughs> and so people are looking at that going, wow, and I just walked in here to learn martial arts from him. That means he knows mm-hmm. martial arts. This is going to get yeah. bad. Right. No, so they have a first impression. The first impression yeah, are first impression are, and yeah. expectation oh, I, I, based upon the first sight of the person when they whip around and go, hi, how you doing? Oh, my God. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I've dealt with it, too. So, you know, yeah, I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I get yeah, the guys that so come huge. in. I mean, my goodness. I, I know. I know. so intimidating. No, 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 no. The other way. The other way. Oh, I, I don't, you know how many my times? bad. I'm so oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know how yeah, many I've... times I get the people that come in and go, hi, is your master here? 
I really want to go in the back room and then come back oh, out. Oh, wow. they can't feel I'm your the spirit with a hoot. Uh, you know, I've I really, I, I, in fact, I think one time I did. It was at one of our uh, first locations. Some guy comes in and goes, hi. I shook his hand, and I said, hi, I'm Rusty. Hi, is your master here? Can I talk to your master? And I heard laughing in the back room. It was my business partner laughing hysterically. And I said, oh, no, I don't I don't know what kind of fun they're having back here, but I'll go get the master. And I walked to the back and told Cheryl, there's this guy out here asking for the master. And she said, go walk back out there. I'm like, I am. And I walked back out there. And I said, hi. Yeah, I'm the master. Oh, my cool. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my and God. Goes, and the guy goes, oh, well, I just want to know what he, – inwardly, I could tell he was peeing his pants, and he never came back. But, of course. Wow. Good. <laughs> and that's good in wow. a way. But, you know, it, it's it's just, you know, first impressions like that. You know, the master of the school can't be a woman. Definitely not one that barely comes up to right, you know, right. armpit. You know, so it's kind of like, uh, you know, I want to learn real fighting. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I'm wow. gonna. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I want to learn self defense from a guy. Oh, really? Okay. You know, so it's 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 crazy like that. So, all right. <laughs> well, we've only got about ten minutes, and I kind of want to uh, get your guys's uh, the the rest of you um, your uh, your take on motivation. Uh, and what you do to motivate uh, kids and adults in your classes. So why don't we go to Sensei Wayne? Mm. Sensei Wayne, are you there? Sensei Wayne, did we lose Sensei Wayne? He's still on there. Maybe he's on. Maybe he's on. Maybe he muted his own phone. Maybe he did. Maybe he. He's probably talking. <laughs> And we don't hear anything. <laughs> Wayne, are you there? Wayne. Wayne. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne. Sensei Wayne. Unmute your phone. <laughs> I hope he's not talking. <laughs> and, and talking over us and can't hear us. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so let's go. Come on. Let's, yeah, let's. Let's go. When, yeah, let's 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 move on, and when he comes back, we'll <laughs> we'll get back into that. Okay, um, I kind of want to touch uh, touch back a little bit on the misconception that spirituality in the martial arts is religion. Okay, because um, I've had people, I've had some people, believe it or not, actually quit because I was not teaching Taoism in my Tai Chi classes. You know, and I'm wow. Like, yeah, well, because I was not, and and I asked them, you know, what, you know, is there something I could do better, and blah blah blah, and this man said, you know, it would probably be good for you to teach Taoism, and I'm like, I am not a Taoist priest, so therefore I don't right. teach it, right? You know, and I, and I, yeah, I'm not qualified to teach it. Um, do I tell people what the base concept behind Taoism is? Yes, I do, but I will not try to convert people to Taoism, you know, because I'm like, you know, and I said to him, come on, you know, we've got 13 people in this class and I don't know what religions, if any, that they practice, nor do I want to know because it doesn't matter in this class. And you're asking me to teach Taoism. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Let me refer you to, and there is a place, you know, here in Seattle that, that uh, teaches Taoism as, as the religion. 
and also, you know, teaches Tai Chi. And I said, let me forward you there. Maybe then you'll get what you want. You'll you'll be able to Absolutely. seek your spiritual enlightenment there. But um, I just want to get some last minute thoughts on you guys on on you know, you know why why you might think uh, people uh, equate religion with spirituality. Um, any other comments that you guys might have? Religion versus spirituality. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and start with, I was going to say, let's start with Wayne, but we can't hear him. Wayne, I'm just trying to say, Wayne, are you there? Wayne, Wayne, we lost Wayne. Okay. Bueller. So, yeah, Bueller, Bueller. Bueller, okay. Bueller. Bueller. So why don't we, why don't we go to Sensei Sean then for his, uh, yes. for his just thoughts on spirituality and how, you know, people think it's a religion or whatever. So. <laughs> Well, I'll say this. Um, we first have to understand the two definitions of both, mm-hmm. what is religion and what is spirituality. Then once we define that, how does they connect with martial arts? Um, I don't think, you know, personally, I don't think religion should be included in the martial mm-hmm. arts because it starts to separate and get away from the purpose of the martial arts. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because now if mm-hmm. you have um, Christians coming to learn and you're teaching Buddhism there, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, now now yeah. the person don't want to learn the martial arts because of that. Right. You know, and learning the martial arts is not to have a religious, um, you know, any, um, whatever was the yeah. word I'm looking for, I'm sorry. But, um, That's right. You know, I, you I agree. By it, you understand? You want mm-hmm. to get misplaced by it, and, and and a lot of people just mistake it. They think it's the same thing. You know, they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the ignorance. So I, I thought off with having a solid definition of what they both are. Actually, exactly. Are. And how can you? And then how can you include it if you decide to do it without offending? Exactly. With different beliefs. You right. know what I mean? Because right. you may have a bunch of Christians or whatever it is, Muslims, whatever it is. How can you do that, you know, without that? Because there's some schools that that, that are based on um, some religious beliefs, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, so. right. Well, the, like Tai Chi, for example. I mean, the, the, the whole premise of the philosophy behind Tai Chi is based on Taoism, uh, of, you know, the Taoist belief of yin and yang, that kind of thing, right? But a lot of yeah. people also mistakenly believe that the martial arts is defined by the roots that it came from, defined by the religion, that it came from. Right, right. And, right. you know, and I think that's where a lot of people make that mistake. I mean, just a few years ago, get this, <clears throat> I saw this uh, article about how Tai Chi is the devil's work and, you, the, 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 you know, that this yeah. kind of oh. stuff, right? That it's not, you know, it it's uh, not following God's word. And, okay, I respect their their opinion on that. And they said right. that, you know, you don't practice Tai Chi, don't practice the movements of Tai Chi because, you know, it's ungodly and this and that and the other. So you know what this organization did? They put together this this exercise that is pretty much Tai Chi, and they renamed all of the postures, you know, with Christian wow. connotations. So that way their Christian followers could do a Tai Chi-like exercise, which, by the way, had pretty much all of the same moves as Tai Chi. They just renamed them, right? 
Wow. Um, right. So that way their Christian fellowship could follow it. And it, it, it kind of made me wonder going, you know, do they think that Tai Chi is defined by Taoism and that all the practitioners right. are Taoists and that we're going to convert everyone that practices Tai Chi. And if you do Tai Chi, oh, you got to do Taoism. I think that's where people are at because of the misinformation or ignorance, so to speak. So I agree yeah, with you totally, Sensation. I agree with you totally. I don't think religion has I don't think religion has a place in a dojo at all because like uh, Tony Tony, can you say what you said again? Because um, I don't I think since Sean mentioned it about not uh, offending uh, whatever. Did oh, we lose uh, Tony too? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, you didn't lose me. I'm here. Okay. Okay. Uh, what part are you talking about outside of the fact you that were, a, a moment ago I muttered it's a scam? Uh, uh, no, no, no. I, I was talking about, can you mention again, uh, you were talking about the, the Kempo bow and how it relates to oh, like... Oh, 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 oh. The, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not the bow. It's salutation. Uh, yeah, when we go into salutation, we have the the triangle above the head representing mind, body, and spirit. The um, meditation position at the chin representing, you know, meditation and stuff like that, and then into the prayer position. And what I tell people there is that we, to me, this means that we adhere to none of these things, but we understand that they're there. We understand that there are religious practices out there. But right here in our dojo, you don't, you leave that at the door because we don't bring that in here, because you're right. All that will do is cause dissension. You can't be on Facebook right now and not see dissension in every form from every one of the religions that are out there, even Christians against each other and against the different sects of Christianity. uh, Mm -hmm. it, It just goes on and on and on. So to introduce that into your dojo is to introduce a form of disharmony that will, in fact, destroy many of your practitioners. They Mm -hmm. will leave because of that. And I I openly say that on the very first day. I do salutation. I make them bow, and that's the first thing I say that it's all about. And the same way with the bow. Bowing is a bow of respect. It is not a bow of worship. I won't Mm -hmm. say what religion this was, but I will say that I was part of it, and... A long time ago when I was part of it, they had put out several different articles about not training in the martial arts because of the martial arts origin and and the different religions that are involved, whether they be the Chinese or the Japanese or this type of martial art. And in a way, Mm -hmm. they were kind of spot on as far as the religious orientation of these things, but not spot on in that the martial arts themselves adheres to that religion. What they adhere right. to is mm. the spirituality of the art itself. And if mm-hmm. they just would have looked into it versus taking somebody's word over it, then they right. would have seen that, that their entire article was erroneous and just completely false. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, yeah, in my dojo, we stop it at the door. Oh, good. That's yeah, it does that's not good. come in. Absolutely. You have to. Absolutely. It, ha- it yeah, has to be yeah, that yeah. way. Well, you know, I, I don't know where the two I don't know where the two hours went, but we Me are either. at our two-hour mark. <laughs> and uh, sorry that we lost you, Sensei Wayne. 
but we can't hear you anymore. So um, thank you so much for calling in, uh, Sensei Sean and uh, yes. Bob. Thank you as always for being a great co-host. And thanks, Sensei Wayne. We still hope you can hear us. <laughs> I but know. Have a and and Tony, always a pleasure. I don't know where Tony went. We lost him too. But um, I will leave a comment on the Facebook. Right on. Yeah. Please do, Sensei. Please, please do. do. Yes, Please I'm going to leave a comment. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. You guys are and my I wanna... anyway. So. All right. Oh, awesome. Great. Well, thank you. Have a you. great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to everybody next time. Bye-bye now. Okay. Take care. You too.